Welcome to Forged in the Fires podcast with Fireman Rob. Being a fireman, father, veteran, husband, world record holder, and Ironman, he brings stories of experience to impact your life while challenging you to live it. What do you want from your life? Why do you want it? Are you willing to go through the challenges to get there? If you have the courage to take that first step, let this podcast be the catalyst to start your fire while you bring the resilience to make it continue to burn. Our lives are made up of moments called right nows. So let's get started. Forged in the Fires podcast with your host, Fireman Rob, begins now. We got the same blood, the same blood. Stay by your side, it's right or die. All right, welcome back to Forged in the Fires podcast. I'm your host, Fireman Rob. I got a great guest for you today. This is going to be something inspiring. This is going to be something that, you know what, you're going to want to go over to his podcast and listen as well. This gentleman, he's a vice president of business development and marketing at Morgan Franklin Consulting, but that's not really the even the cusp of who he is because he has this great podcast called Everybody Pulls the Tarp. Andrew Moses, it's great to have you on today. Thanks for having me, Fireman Rob. It's great to be here. Oh, it's it, you know, we 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 met and ever since then I've been listening to your podcast. Just a cool idea. And probably everybody's thinking right now, what does it mean everybody pulls the tarp? <laughs> well, I, I am happy to share, Fireman Rob. So everybody pulls the tarp is a mindset that that I live by. And it's based on a philosophy that I have that you achieve maximum success and maximum happiness by doing the unexpected, contributing in ways outside the boundaries of what's expected of you and what your job descriptions are. And everybody pulls the tarp got instilled in me about 16, 17 years ago. My first internship while I was in college, I had an internship in minor league baseball. I was working for a minor league baseball team. I wanted to learn the, the front office and the business side of sports. And I arrive on the first day. They say, Andrew, it's great to have you here. But tomorrow, bring a pair of old clothes, put them in the locker room, and be ready to pull the tarp on and off the field with the grounds crew when it rains. <laughs> right? That was my reaction. I said, are you kidding? Is this a joke? And, uh, and they said, no, Andrew. You know, let, let us tell you something about minor league baseball. The, the field is the same size as the, the major leagues, right? I said, yes. They said, the grass is the same as the major leagues, right? I said, yes. They said, we have rain here just like the major leagues, right? I said, yes. And they said, Andrew, the difference is in minor league baseball, we may have a grounds crew of five, six, seven people. The big leagues might have a grounds crew of 20 people. So down here in the minor leagues, everybody from CEO, chief marketing officer, head of ticket sales to you, Andrew, the new intern, are going to help pull the tarp on and off the field. So I did that summer probably 15, 20 times, and it is harder than it looks, Fireman Rob. I mean, <laughs> it, it's not as hard as walking around a racetrack you know, for 24 straight hours with uh, fireman gear, but it is hard. And, oh, I can uh, imagine. It is hard, and it requires you know, communication, coordination, strength, uh, resiliency, because it, it, the, the, the wind picks up and the, 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 the rain really is coming down, and, and the crowd's... You know, staring at you, and they're 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 booing if you can't get it on 
the field fast enough because that that will put the game in jeopardy. So <laughs> so throughout my career, and I'll and I'll kind of wrap up this initial story here. But throughout my career, as I started to 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 grow and develop as a professional, uh, and I began to see areas of of my life where I was having success and people who I was hiring that were successful and people that I enjoyed working with, I began to realize it was these people that I began to call myself, you know, the tarp pullers, people who were willing to do, you know, whatever it took to contribute, regardless of what their job description said, regardless of what they thought was expected of them. They did what the team, the organization, the community needed to help everyone be successful. So since then, I, I, I always say, hey, everybody pulls the tarp. And, and on the podcast, that's what we explore. I, I, I love it because it, it's everybody from you've talked to Olympians, you've talked to pro athletes, to elite coaches, authors. It's, it's a wide gamut. And I love the analogy of everybody from the CEO all the way down to that grounds crew are working in common common theme to get an objective done. So how do you correlate that into business? Because I think that's one big thing is like, I, I, that's why I love your message is because it actually correlates so perfectly. How do you see that as somebody taking your analogy and putting it into their business? I think when it comes to it, it applies, the philosophy applies to all aspects of life, but, but in business, right, it's, it's really about everybody comes to an organization with a, title. People are obsessed with titles these days, right? They're obsessed with whatever their role is, their title is. You know, the world has become, business has become very hierarchical in, in, in nature. And what, what I believe, you know, is the everybody pulls the tarp mindset is applicable in business because it doesn't matter what your title is. It doesn't matter what your job description is. There are things each day, each week, each month needed to move the organization forward. And Everybody needs to contribute. And if everybody stays in their individual silos and just follows the, 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 the letter of the, the laws, as their job description says, uh, I think the company stands uh, to be less successful than if everybody were to look on a case-by-case basis and say, what is necessary to move this organization forward? You know, I love when, when, you, when you work for a company and you see the CEO making photocopies, right? Not just handing <laughs> yes. off to, to an assistant to go do it. Now, there may be a time and a place when it's, it's yes, it, it's, it's perfectly you know, okay to leverage your time and uh, delegate and things like that. But if it needs to be done, it needs to be done, right? So, so that's a little yep. thing, you know, for example, that I think... Um, is important. It also applies in customer and client service. So, regardless of whether you know you're you're in the restaurant business or the hospitality business or or um, professional services, an attorney, and account, you you want to be in a position where you're over delivering on what the expectations are, right? So true. Because so because true. when you over deliver, you know it, it's scientifically proven that when you over deliver and you're and someone is surprised, it elicits a chemical reaction in the brain that creates happiness and creates clarity and enthusiasm. And, and right. that's where I think you make a difference with your customers and clients because you're creating these experiences where they say, whoa, you know, they've delivered far beyond what my expectations were because they were willing to do it. I'll give you another example. You know, our, our FedEx delivery driver, you know, she, 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 when she delivers a package to our house, if I haven't gone out and gotten the newspaper yet and it's sitting on the, the driveway, she brings it up to the front door and sets it atop the packages. Every time it happens, 
it brings the biggest smile to my face. And I think so fondly of that FedEx right. delivery driver. So right. it, that, philosophy, that, that approach can be applied to any business, right? You know, if you're in a restaurant and you see something uh, amiss, pick it up. If you're, you know, working at a, if you work in Disneyland and you see something that's not working, you know, fix it. Back going back to minor league baseball, when I worked in minor league baseball, if a, uh, I saw a little kid who tried to catch a foul ball but just missed, I would go down to the locker room, get a new ball, muddy it up, and bring it up to the kid because I wanted him to, Smart. you know, have that unique experience. So I, I think it applies to all aspects of business, both in terms of leadership, teamwork, and how the how the organization moves forward, but and also how the organization serves its customers. And I, and I love it because you put it in the terms of the little things that actually make the bigger thing happen. So now kind of going back into the, the idea of pulling the tarp, what are all the little things? Because I can imagine there's epic fails all the time and somebody gets stranded underneath the tarp. And it's a perfect analogy for business because, you know, there's a lot of people that get run over by the machine that is the end product. So how does that correlate the the little things of when you are pulling a tarp? And I, I want to hear an epic fail story if you have one of you pulling the tarp, but how do those little things correlate to the bigger picture? So there, there are a lot fireman Rob and you know, I, fortunately that summer I, I didn't have one of those epic failures that ended up on YouTube or sports center, but there, there are many. Don't lie. Don't lie. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Maybe, but, but anyways, you know, there, there are a lot of, and I'll talk about one that, that happened. I think it was last summer. Um, that was very, very well publicized, but I think when, when, when you're, when you're thinking about pulling the tarp and, and especially in that situation, I think it's really akin to what a lot of organizations deal with for a couple of reasons. First, in our, in our world, right, there were about 20 of us pulling the tarp. Five or six were expert groundskeepers. So you had this gap in, in, in education and training, right? You had five or six people that knew exactly what they needed to do and had done it hundreds, if not thousands of times. And then you had all these others that were, were somewhat novices, right? And were learning on the job. So right. I, I think that's that's something that you see a lot in in business, right? There's in any organization, there are people with more experience. They have the you know the requisite training, and then there are people that they have to communicate with and educate and bring along for the ride. And it doesn't matter how well those five or six do if if the whole group uh, doesn't understand what needs to be done and isn't on the same sheet of music, you're going to have challenges. So I, I think that's right. that's one. Then it's one of these things that's not a static situation. So when you're pulling it, right, you're, you're, you're releasing it from the, the way it's wrapped up on the side of the field. And it depends how it got, how it got wrapped up the, the day or night before, the last time it was rolled up. Was it rolled uh, up really nicely? Was it, was it kind of rolled up in a disorganized way? That's going to impact how it comes out and, and whether you're set up for success or not. You have to pivot. You have to adjust. You have to change course. And then, of course, there's the elements, right? So you could have it all planned out exactly how you want to do it. You practice it on a sunny day and you have it down pat. And then the wind starts to blow, you know, <laughs> east, left to, you know uh, east to west, west to east. You have, you have no idea what's going to happen and you've got to adapt. Again, something that businesses, teams, and organizations always need to, need to deal with. And, and then uh, I, I think it's, it's also about remaining positive, right? It, it, with the tarp pulling, you get that tarp on the field and then the, the, the sun would come out. And then you'd pull the tarp off the field, and then the umpires would say, "Here comes the rain again. Get it back out there." 
So you have to stay positive and resilient and, uh, and, and focused on the task at hand. And one final thing I think is a great parallel with any business or organization is, is, is I think the tarp pulling and, and what the grounds crew does and what I got to experience working that one summer in minor league baseball is, again, very similar to what a lot of people in organizations need to think about. And that's even the little things make a big impact. So, okay, I, you know, I, nobody was buying tickets that day to see me roll a tarp on and off the field. They were seeing, they were paying to see um, minor league ball players who might play in the major leagues one day. They were, they were hoping to have a, a good hot dog and some beers with their family and friends. <laughs> right. But, but if I don't do my part, and if the 20 of us who are pulling the tarp don't do our part, the, the rest of the product falls apart. There's no game. There's puddles all over the field. The field isn't playable and, and nothing happens. So I always try to think about, okay, this, this is somewhat insignificant in the scheme of things, but this is, this is an important piece of the equation. And, and I think that's a lot of times what people fall into in business or in any organization is uh, if I shirk my duties today or if I don't show up or if I give it 50%, it's not going to matter because I'm not the, the main attraction. Well, you know, that couldn't be further from the truth. Because if all the things don't go into, uh, you know, into uh, the appropriate sequence and at the appropriate time, uh, it's, it's, it's not going to be successful for anybody. Got to love that. All this from a tarp. That is, that is unbelievable. Like all this, all, all these analogies, I love, I love, love, love this. And the cool part, like as I'm looking at it and going through your, your bio of you look at everybody pulling the tarp, everybody's doing it for a greater purpose. And like you were saying is, is so that those athletes can play. You're not only doing these podcasts, but in 2007, you started something because you believed in the generation to be able to create something bigger. And you were the co-founder of Autism Speaks You. Tell me more about that. Sure. Well, it was a really, really you know, exciting time and, and experience putting together Autism Speaks You. And, and, and back in, in the early 2000s, I was in, in college and we, you know, me and a fraternity brother wanted to put together a, a fundraiser in the community. We wanted to do something that, that, that really gave back. I went to Penn State, like you and I have talked about, Fireman Rob, and uh, don't hold that against me. I, I know you're a uh, Wisconsin Ooh. fan. Oh, sorry, sorry. I should be more well, professional. Yeah, well, no, that's all right. That's all right. Well, anyways, we, uh, we, um, we, we wanted to – for, for those folks who, who haven't been to Penn State or State College, State College and, and Penn State are really intertwined. Uh, the, the, the university community sits in this great town of, you know, right next to this great town of state college. And it's really kind of one and the same and unified. We wanted to, we wanted to do an off campus event that engaged uh, the community in a, in a, in a cause that was really, really uh, important to that, that community. And at the time there, there wasn't a lot of awareness and fundraising going on for uh, autism. And we, we got connected with a great organization and we had this, we started to put on these fundraisers in town. We did it for two years. And what we started to see was that just like, you know, when, when college students go off to, co when, when someone goes off to college, they have an opportunity in many instances to make consumer and behavioral decisions for the, on their own for the first time in many cases, right? Like when I grew up, you know, my parents decided whether we had Coke or Pepsi at the grocery store. When I went right. to college, I went to the convenience store, the grocery store, and decided whether I had Coke or Pepsi. So me and my friend who we were putting on these fundraisers, we said, well, wait a minute. What if we make 
philanthropy and giving and community service, something that's ingrained in someone while they're in college. And then in turn, you have a kind of a customer for life, right? Um, so we thought that there was beyond just giving back to the community, there was an opportunity to create a platform. So what we did was we paired up with Autism Speaks, which is, you know, one of the world's largest, you know, autism awareness, advocacy and fundraising organizations. And we built this Autism Speaks University platform. And essentially what we did was we created events and programs in a box and went from university to university trying to get college students to you know, engage and, and support these events and put on events in their own town. And what we did, we did this for 12 years, long, long after we had graduated college, we came on as consultants to the, to the Autism Speaks Foundation and helped facilitate these things. And it was so powerful to go into a, a college community and see students you know, who, who hadn't necessarily been involved in any philanthropic endeavors before see the power of that. And, right. and all I can hope is that um, they've, they've graduated from college and philanthropy and community service is a part of them forever. That's, that's the hope. I, I, I love it because it's, it's about being part of something bigger. And not only do you show that through your Everybody Pulls the Tarp podcast, but you show it through your actions. And in a world that is a lot of people talking about a lot of different things, it's cool to see somebody like you, Andrew, who's actually showing through their actions over the years, not just one time, that the possible is possible because of that positive movement and that positive action. Now you're you you are a New York Mets fan, is that correct? I am, I am, and and I'm. I was a little young to remember the '86 World Series, so I'm still anxiously waiting a, a World Series parade. Have you have you put in the resume to be on the tarp crew at at, have, the, I, at the at the Mets place? I, I have I have not, but you know that's a great idea. That's a great I, idea. I, I think you should ask them. You could go do that motivational speech. Make sure that they understand that they can win you know, the World Series, but then at the same time, you're pulling the tarp for them. That's right. That's right. Well, well, if they had me pulling the, if they had me pulling the tarp, maybe they'd, maybe they'd, uh, maybe they'd, you know, they'd have some more success the, the last couple of years. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. So going back to your podcast, everybody pulls the tarp. Um, people can hear it on all the different platforms. What is one of your favorite, um, and I'm sure you've gotten this question before, what is one of your favorite people that you've had on there that, their message really truly resonated with you. Well, there, I'll, I'll I'll give uh, if it's okay, Fireman Rob. I'll give you two examples. I, I think that's, um, that's quite all right. That's quite. Uh, so so I recently interviewed um, Tessa Virtue. Tessa is the most decorated figure Olympic figure skater of all time. She's she's a uh, three time gold medalist in the ice dance competition, and her and her her partner. Uh, ice dance partner Scott Moyer set, have set all kinds of records. Um, and when she was on the show, what she shared with me was, she said, "Hey Andrew, there were two of us on the podium getting gold medals, all those gold medals. But in the time leading up to the Olympics, there were about fourteen people working behind the scenes to help us be successful. Wow. And she said, you know, choreographers, um, sports psychologists, nutritionists." Uh, costume designers, you name it, skating coaches, right? There's all kinds of folks that are involved. And I, I you know, and, and she credits all of them with their success. And, and she doesn't believe that, that her and her ice dance partner would have been as successful as they were, even remotely as successful without all those people. So I thought that was really powerful because so often we see performers, high performers, and we have no idea the, the, the people that are behind the curtain helping right. them be successful. 
The other example that, you know, that I always thought about is um, University of Florida head coach Mary Wise. She's a 15-time SEC coach of the year. She coaches women's volleyball. And she told me that, you know, something she's done almost her whole career is she, when, when the team pulls up to a hotel on the road, she gets off the bus and she helps unload the luggage off the bus. And oh, wow. It's a little thing that she's, you know, that she's just done naturally her whole career. But when I started asking her about her her contributions outside the boundaries of her job description, she said, you know, Andrew, I never thought about it this way, but I think it sets this incredible tone that if I'm willing to do this, everybody can do a little something to help us be successful. And at the end of the day, you know, she said, she said me helping unload the luggage gets the team. It seems like a little thing, but it gets the team into the hotel faster gets the players to bed faster. They're, they're better rested in the morning and we're ready to attack the uh, attack practice and uh, attack the game that evening. So it's a little thing that makes a big difference. So, you know, I, I could, I could give an example fireman Rob from every, you know, every one of the, 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 the episodes that just leaves me in, in awe because I'm, I'm so inspired by these little things that, that, that make a big difference. But those are two, I think that are, uh, that are particularly powerful. I love that. If that hasn't wet, wet your whistle to go over and listen to everybody pulls the tarp, I don't know what will. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. And you know, I think the biggest thing for me when I look at um, what you're doing and, and the way that you're going through it, what from all ages, from people who are retired to people who are working to professional athletes to kids. What is one, you know, what is the one takeaway from your, everybody pulls the tarp? What is that one little nugget that a kid or an adult or, you know, even somebody like myself, who's almost in the geriatric range, um, can take away and, and, and use each day? I, I think the, well, the, the one thing that, that I always want people to take away is that when you it really just comes down to, to being giving, right? If you approach every situation with the mindset that you are going to give more than you're going to take, that you're going to help more than you're going to receive, that you're, you're setting yourself up to be what I call a tarp puller, right? You're setting yourself up to bring joy, happiness, and positive energy to others, to, to individuals, to organizations that you're involved with, to communities that you support. And then that joy and energy and positivity is going to come back your way and make you feel really good. So you're going to then can contribute more. So it becomes this, this cycle, right? But at the end of the 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 day, you just have to sit down and say, okay, what's, what's something that somebody doesn't expect me to do and and do it. And you know, what, what's, you know, here's, here are the the things that are my job responsibility, whether it's your job as, you know, whether, whether what your responsibilities are as a, as a, 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 employee, whether it's your responsibilities as a parent, as a friend, this is what's expected of me. And you have to do those things, right? You can't, nobody should leave, nobody should listen to this podcast and say, Andrew Moses said, I don't have to do what's in my job description. I just need to do all these other things. <laughs> you've got, you've got it. Your, your, your job description is the table stakes. Now it's about going to do something above and beyond. So, so again, I, I would leave people with the mindset that it's going to make others feel good and it's going to, in, in return, make you feel good. And it's going to be this, this vicious cycle or this positive cycle, I should say, not a vicious cycle, a positive cycle of, 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 of great energy. Well, you could say it's viciously positive. Viciously positive. <laughs> it's a new, it's a new, yeah, it's your new phrase. Well, Andrew, I can't thank you enough for being on today. I always end my podcast the same way. I ask this, uh, 
for season two, we've got brand new questions and I don't give them to you just for the fact that I like to make people feel like they're under the tarp. Um, <laughs> so here's the first question. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. What would be one big suggestion or advice that you would tell your 18 year old self? I, I would tell my 18 year old self to um, not be afraid to ask others for advice. I love it. I love it. All right. Here's, here's the next one. With, with all the people and the hard times that everybody's going through right now, I've been asking people, you know, what are two daily habits, whether it's in the morning or in the nighttime, that you would suggest that they incorporate into their lives to start living forward? I, I, I've, been, I've been trying to do two things, you know, always, but especially right now. One is trying to, uh, instead of using the word have, using the word get. So instead of I have to work from home because of the pandemic, I say I get to work from home. Love it. And, and, and what, that's a mindset shift, right? Or instead of I have to work out today, I get to work out today. Or, you know, I, I have to park so far from the store. Instead, I would say I get to park so far from the store because there's yep. positives in all of those in all of those situations, right? Working from home enables me to spend more time with my kids and be home for for dinner more. Uh, parking far, farther from the store, I'm grateful that I that I that I have the ability to walk and that you know that 30 seconds will give me some peace and quiet and some time to think, right? So get right. over get over have and uh and and again it's it for me it's just coming back down to I try and see the positive in every situation, which is really that get have you know approach there I, I love that that's such a i'm using that I'm using that now um here's the last one, and this is gonna be interesting because i always it's across the board we get so many different answers so if you could have coffee with three people that can be deceased or alive at a firehouse table, meaning nothing is off the table to talk about. Who would it be and why? Wow, Fireman Rob, that is a that is a fantastic, fantastic <laughs> question. I so three people, um, you know, I, I think uh, you know I, I would. I, I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. I've always I've always wanted to 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 sit down with Bruce Springsteen and not talk about his songs, you know, as, as a fan. I, I I've always wanted to to sit down and talk with Bruce Springsteen about his creative process and how he. Um, goes about his business, you know, creating such consistent, su- consistently successful music for for so long. Um, oh, so, so, so he would he would certainly be one. And then the other two slots, I, I would like to put uh, two former presidents. I don't care which former presidents they are. I'd like two former presidents, one from each party. And, I love it. <laughs> and and uh, I love I love I love to be part of just you know healthy debate. And uh, I like to see all perspectives on issues and uh, see how people make arguments um, in a positive uh, way. So I think that would be interesting. I love it. The boss and two presidents. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they would all the, the two presidents would call him the boss. They would have to. They would have to. I mean, who you know, it's like, yeah, it just makes sense. <laughs> Andrew, it, it has been such an honor to have you on here. If you haven't yet, go and subscribe to Everybody Pulls the Tarp podcast. You're going to enjoy it. Andrew, thanks again for joining us. Fireman Rob, I, I have to just th- take a moment here to thank you for having me. The work that you do is is so inspiring uh, and, and is, is making, ha- has and continues to make such a difference. It's, it's an absolute honor to, to spend some time with you. 
Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And our listeners got a lot of great nuggets today. So thank you again. And thanks for joining us on Forged in the Fires podcast. I'm your host, Fireman Rob. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening and supporting the Forged in the Fires podcast with Fireman Rob. Remember, don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. And please share this episode with a friend or family. To find out more about Fireman Rob or reach out about a question, go to www.firemanrob.com. Until next time, live your life forged in the fires.